Buenos dias from Big Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 5th of May, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Ryan Nichols, the head of U.S. diplomacy for Latin America, confirmed on Monday the 2nd that Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua will not be invited to the Summit of the Americas. Nichols assured that Biden took this decision because he believed that these countries did not respect the Democratic Charter of the Americas. In response to the statement, on Tuesday the 3rd, the community of Latin American and Caribbean states urged the U.S. not to exclude any of the countries of the region. Now, some economic news. On Wednesday the 27th of April, the Economic Commission for Latin America and the Caribbean published a report that says that Venezuela will be the country with the highest growth of 2022. According to the commission, the country is expected to have an economic growth of at least 5%. On Friday the 29th of April, the shareholders of Credit Suisse refused to open a special audit to investigate the bank's past links to individuals involved in corruption. This decision follows the publication, Secret Suisse Report, in which it was revealed that several Venezuelans had kept money that came from PDVSA's corruption schemes in that bank. Within Venezuela, the government increased the Unidad Tributaria by almost 2,000%. This increase goes from 0.02 to 0.4 bolivars, which is around 1 U.S. cent. The Unidad Tributaria is a measure used to calculate the payments that are regulated by tax laws of the country. Experts say that this increase will not have an impact on the inflation rate since it does not affect merchandise and services. On Sunday the 1st of May, on Workers' Day, Nicolás Maduro announced a payment of the single bonus. This bonus will amount to 10,000 bolivars or around $2,000, and it will be given to people who have retired between the 1st of January 2018 and the 1st of May 2022. Maduro also announced the possibility of granting the bonus to those who have retired in previous years. On that note about Maduro, since he raised the minimum wage to $30 per month, the Venezuelan central bank has injected an average of $85 million per week into the economy. In its most recent study, financial software data and media company Bloomberg states that this amount is twice as much as what the local economy can absorb. In political news, Alexa's trial is on pause, while U.S. District Judge Robert N. Scola of the Southern District of Florida determines whether he had diplomatic immunity at the time of his arrest. Saab's defense filed an appeal in April to try to prove his diplomatic immunity, but the jury rejected it. Laura J. Richardson, the head of Southern Command, stated on Saturday the 30th of April that Maduro's government actively participates in drug trafficking in the region and that it also harbors cells of the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia and the National Liberation Army of Colombia. Venezuelan Cardinal Baltazar Porras assures that the U.S.'s lack of clear stance towards Venezuela generates uncertainty and anxiety. Porras said that lifting the sanctions without taking any measure against Maduro's regime would be, a, would be counterproductive to Venezuela. These statements came after the cardinal had met with religious representatives in Washington, D.C., New York, and Boston. However, he said that he did not meet with any representatives of the Biden administration. Speaking of the U.S., on Sunday the 1st, the Venezuelan embassy in the United States, which was set up by Juan Guaido, presented the Labor Connections Program. This program will help Venezuelans in the U.S. to get more job opportunities. 
especially the ones with temporary protected status. Immigrants granted the status are allowed to work. Carlos Vecchio, leader of the initiative, said that Amazon Jobs is participating in the embassy program. On Tuesday the 3rd, the United States Citizenship and Immigration Services announced that migrants whose work permits are about to expire will be extended for another year and a half. Among the citizenship beneficiaries are Venezuelans. In international news, on Friday the 29th, a meeting between Tarek and a delegation from the Turkish government agreed to expand their legal framework for cooperation. Starting in July, a tourism agreement will be implemented which will include both countries' tourism agencies and airlines. During the weekend, Nicolas Maduro held meetings in Caracas with the Minister of Petroleum of the Islamic Republic of Iran. In these meetings, the agreements between both countries on oil matters were reviewed, strengthening bilateral cooperation. In view of Argentina's request and the openness of some Latin American countries, Aldo Benitez assured in a press conference on Tuesday the 3rd that as long as Maduro is in power, Paraguay will not resume diplomatic relations with Venezuela. Now let's see what's going on within Venezuela. On Sunday the 1st, a riot took place in the Bolivarian National Police Prison in Valencia, west of Caracas. In this riot, inmates kidnapped and injured three policemen. The prisoners were demanding improvements to their living conditions after the death of an inmate. After a year and a half of waiting, the oral trial of Roland Carreño, the journalist and influencer who was arrested in 2020 without clear charges against him, was scheduled for the 2nd of May. That same day, the hearing was postponed to the 9th of May. According to the Coalition of Human Rights, the trial was postponed because Carreño was not transferred from the prison to the court despite the fact that the tickets for this transfer had been issued. On Tuesday the 3rd, the first National Congress of Climate Change Researchers was held in Venezuela. This Congress seeks to hear the ideas of scientists and environmentalists to curb the consequences of climate change. Delcy Rodriguez, Vice President of Venezuela, urged the researchers to develop a plan that can be presented to Maduro and the international community. Moving on to some sports news. On Monday, the 2nd of May, FIFA sanctioned the Venezuelan Football Federation almost $20,000 for the team's misconduct as they had reports of field invasion against Bolivia, individual fouls against Uruguay, and the delay of a kickoff in Argentina. On Friday the 29th, Daniel Durs, the Venezuelan BMX star, announced the creation of the Durs Academy. This academy will be free of charge and seeks to encourage athletes to not only learn about the sport they practice, but also how to manage their finances, get sponsorships, and use social media to their advantage. They will also be taught soft skills. Even though at first it was said that the academy would only be for athletes, Durs said that anyone who wanted to improve or broaden their skills would be welcomed. This initiative is a joint effort between Dan Elders and the French Embassy in Venezuela. And to close this edition, another Venezuelan industry is showing signs of overcoming the crisis. Last week, the fashion industry celebrated Fashion Week in the city of Valencia, west of Caracas. This week was led by renowned designer Giovanni Scutaro. He said that the catwalks of this edition were on par with those of Paris or New York, and that the Venezuelan fashion industry had a brilliant future ahead. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. We don't want to put ads in these updates, so tell your friends about us and avoid commercials that you already have to bear in other podcasts. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by emailing us at venezuela at rorschach.com or follow us on Instagram at rorschachvenezuela and Twitter at rorschachv. Hasta la próxima.